I hope when you heard the gospel, you kind of chuckled a little bit, or at least went, huh? With Jesus' answer to what happened. Two Greeks come to the Passover festival. They want to see Jesus. They came a long way to come and meet Jesus. So they approach Philip, one of the apostles, and Philip goes to Andrew, and Andrew and Philip go to Jesus and say, hey, these two guys came a long way, and they'd really like to meet you, Jesus. What do you think? The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you. Could you imagine? You came a long way to see Jesus and are pretty excited because now you've talked to his apostles, so you're pretty close to getting to your goal. And then he starts talking about some hour and so on and so forth. It's odd. But what is John trying to tell us in the way that he writes the gospel? See, one of the signs of the coming of the Messiah was that the Gentiles, the non-Jews, would draw close. Because one of the messages through the prophets was that the Messiah came not just for the Jews, but for all people. And so for Jesus, in his life, the moment that he hears that the Greeks are seeking him out, he knows that his Father's will is directing him towards the end. And so when he talks about the hour and he's saying Jesus is indicating the kind of death he was to die, it's in the coming of the Greeks that Jesus goes, now I know it's time to fulfill my Father's will. See, one of the things I think we hold on to too often is that Jesus, because he was the Son of God incarnate, he knew everything that was going to happen step by step, from the moment that he gained consciousness to the moment of his death, he knew absolutely everything that was happening next because he's God and so he's omniscient. But he also willingly submits himself to the limitations of being human and submits himself to the will of his Father. He doesn't know every step that comes. He allows himself to be formed and shaped by the Father's will in his life. It says in the letter to the Hebrews today, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Jesus allowed himself to be formed, created as the Messiah from the Father's will. Over and over again, he doesn't say, look what I've come to do. He goes, look what the Father has sent me to do. Here's what Pope Benedict XVI says about Lent that fits with this idea. He says, the purpose of Lent is not being Christian, it's becoming Christian. No one can make himself a Christian. Becoming a Christian only begins when a person sloughs off any illusion of autonomy or self-sufficiency. Man is brought to fulfillment only when he stops creating himself and instead allows God to create him. Lent is all about our willingness to let God recreate us, to create us into the Christian that he desires us to become, in the same way that he created his son Jesus into the Messiah that the world needed. I had an experience this week at the high school that kind of shook me, um, and it's still with me, that's why I'm preaching about it. I go there once a month and kind of have, we call it Cynics Cafe at lunch hour. Whatever students want to come, we try and address kind of hot button topics as a way of trying to bring them in and just have some sort of discussion about the faith. 
So this month, I knew it was not going to be an easy topic. We were going to address LGBTQ issues and the faith. There was probably about a dozen kids that showed up, and God bless them. They were very open with their questions. They felt, seemed like they felt comfortable in the environment, and they were very well-thought-out questions. But I found myself kind of not tense because, well, it felt like they were challenging me. But every time I gave an answer, it seemed to fall dead. And I left feeling very anxious about the situation. And it was only about half an hour to an hour after I had left that I finally realized what made me anxious about that interaction. It was that nothing of what I conveyed to them about what is ordained and created by God and how that shapes us made any sense to them. They were all stuck in a mentality that I see this as good, therefore God should bless it. I see the love between two women as a good thing. Shouldn't God look at it as a good thing as also? They were stuck in a relativistic mindset which truth starts and ends with me. And there's little to no room for something other than myself to create me. It becomes a very closed reality. And so any discussion about God creating something and we conform to that creation had no bearing in their thought process. But this is what we're called to be as Christians. We're called to allow God by His grace to form us into what a human being is intended to become because He's the Creator. And for me, there's this young woman that I know, she's maybe a couple years older than me, and she was married for a good amount of time before they ever had children. I don't think they were really trying to have children. She had a little bit of aversion to being a mother. Her mother died when she was very young. She had kind of a very strict father, and so she didn't really have that experience of a motherly figure in her life. And so I think that was a big reason why she resisted it. She didn't know if she was going to be a good mother. And she expressed to me a lot of concerns while she was pregnant before she had her child. And then I saw her six months to a year after she had her daughter. And she went, Father Chris, this is the hardest and most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life. She is teaching me so much about myself, about how much I am capable of loving another human being and challenging me in all those places that I find hard in myself. Her daughter was recreating her as a person. Something other than herself creating her. This is the Christian life that we're being called into, allowing God to recreate us. This is what we hear in our readings today. In Jeremiah, God will write His law on our heart. Or the response from the psalm, create in me a clean heart, O God. You do the work. I can't do it myself. Or in Hebrews, Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. The suffering that came on him was what formed him and taught him who he was intended to become. Or Jesus in the gospel today, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains a single grain. But when it dies... It bears much fruit. These are what we do in Lent, right? Our penance 
is about letting go of our need to create ourselves and giving space for God to do his work of creation in us. I let go of something good that I kind of look to and rely on in my life, so now there's an emptiness, there's a space in my life that I can give over to God. It's what we do when we pray the Stations of the Cross. What are we doing? We're trying to unite our life to this passion of Christ. We're trying to literally walk with Jesus as we pray these stations and share in his suffering. Fasting, again, this physical practice of not eating as much as we would like to, creating myself the way I want to with what I put in my body and instead saying no, and again, making space for God. Or even on Holy Thursday, the washing of the feet that unfortunately for a second year in a row we can't do, which stinks because now I've been almost seven years a priest and I've only done it once. But how many people turn down the priest when he asks them to wash their feet? Because it's something done to them. And then finally, the biggest one, the biggest part of Lent, God's mercy in the sacrament of confession. This is the primary way that we let God recreate us. We bring him everything that we have failed to do, and we say, Lord, I need your grace. Because God has first recreated us in baptism, made us sons and daughters of him. But by our sin, we warp it. And so we come back to him in confession. We say, Lord, what I have tarnished, recreate. Make new in me what I have dismantled by my choices. Do your work in me. Create in me a clean heart. That's no small thing. It is hard to be willing to be open and vulnerable enough to let someone else form and shape our life. It's a challenge. But when we remind ourselves of the love and mercy of God, it becomes possible. And this is what God desires to do for us. Because as Pope Benedict says, Lent is about becoming Christian. And this is only possible when we stop trying to create ourselves and allow God to create us.